nobody like this You ain't seen nobody like this You hear my sound all over town singing Good evening and welcome to uh, season five of the high school coverage by SA Soccer Roundtable. Uh, kind of crazy. Uh, five years uh, started out with me and Scott, and uh, I did reach out to Scott, and unfortunately, he had already had uh, plans set up uh, to come on uh, for the introduction uh, for us here. But uh, hopefully, I'll get a hold of Scott and we'll be able to do kind of a mini preview because uh high school was his baby and uh you know, we've carried it for five years thanks to rafa kind of stepping in and, and taking the reins on it and uh so i want to thank danielle uh, rafa um scott obviously uh, todd uh, jose jose I was going to say Jesus, and I was like, no, it's not Jesus. Uh, Matt will be contributing uh, this year uh, as well. So uh, Coach Cano, a huge, 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 huge supporter and uh, contributor to it as well. So Danielle uh, has also uh, timed in, you know, her uh, thoughts once or twice, and especially when it comes to refereeing. And then all the guests, I uh, want to thank uh, everybody for tuning in. But it's a new season, Rafa. Um, yeah. Lots of changes, which we'll kind of go over. We'll break down the the, the, the districts, especially for UIL, because there's a, quite a bit of changes. We've got the, the standings set up here for here. Uh, TAPS has already kind of kicked off. Uh, so we'll briefly look at, at the, the, the schedules there. Um, you, you've got something that you're going to be introducing uh, for uh, live events. It's going to be uh, a different tag. I believe you and Matt are going to be doing more of an Instagram. Uh, for that here, which we'll be able to go into more detail. Uh, Rafa rankings, you can kind of go into that. And if you listen to the 50-50 podcast, uh, you probably already know a little bit about the Rafa rankings, although that, I think that's more statewide, right? Statewide. This will be more centrally located to the San Antonio area. Rafa, your opening thoughts on the upcoming high school season? Uh, looking forward to it. It's, uh, it's going to be an intriguing season now with the you know, we had realignment back in the spring. Um, some teams moved up. Some teams moved down. Uh, we'll see who's going to be, you know, the top dogs for the three classifications for the boys and the girls. Um, and see what some of these teams have coming back. You know, there are some teams that we had high hopes and they've kind of they kind of faltered in the playoffs. Uh, we had some sleeper teams. Um, we had one team bring back the gold. Well, we had two teams bring back the gold. One on the boys' side, one on the girls' side with Bernie High and also with the G, uh, John Paul II on, on shirts. So looking forward to this season, how how it's going to come down to. And like I said, who's our sleeper teams? And then, all, and then also come March, 
uh, mid-March, the bracketolo uh, Bracketology Part 3. <laughs> so looking for oh, that, always looking for that. See if we break the record, <laughs> the six-hour record. <laughs> uh, we, we still got to discuss on how to do it because I think it's kind of cool we do it in one night. It's kind of unique. Um, but dang, it's, 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 it's a long, it's a lot. So, uh, might have to take off the day after work on the next one to get some sleep and, uh, for the hair or maybe start earlier in the afternoon, uh, you know, for the hair, but, uh, looking forward to it. Um, we'll, we'll get into the taps coverage here. Um, if you want to kind of let them know, uh, what the plans is for, you know, live games, uh, going out and watching, um, Instagrams where you can kind of follow along those lines or, uh, Instagram's coming. So it's still to be determined, but, uh, your ideas for uh, going out to, uh, watch or, you know, take pictures or, you know, in, in some cases, uh, uh, you know, broadcast the games if available. And then of course, uh, you know, we, we want to open the floor to, uh, players, coaches, and, and administrators uh, to come on and, and discuss about your high school um, here in the San Antonio area, or even if you're outside of San Antonio, uh, I doubt we would turn you away. So, uh, Rafa, if you want to kind of go into a little bit more details on yeah. that. Sure. Like for this season, like I said, we we're looking forward to like what we kind of built on last this past year. I think it was real successful with our live broadcasts of the games with many Quite a few games. I know me, me, me and you went to Hondo for their first ever district game, which both the boys and the girls won. That was fun. Um, we, like I said, me and Coach Kondo did a lot of some of the playoff games. And like I said, hopefully we'll be doing some more live commentary. And all, now we have Matt, too. Matt's going to help out a bit, too, to fill in some, some of those games. And then also the we're going to create an Instagram page to take a lot of photos of a lot of the, the, the places we go to as far as the games and showcase you know, what, what's around the city. Um, and also the new power rankings, I call it the RPI, the Rafa Power Index 15. I want to call it the RPI 15. So those will be coming out soon. Like I said, we're like I said, we're still still early. Like I said, I'll, have, I'll do a little some research and figure those out. And then also, we love to have coaches come on. You know, we want to see, you know, talk about your programs. You know, we, you know, we had a lot of great coaches last season on. Uh, love to hear, you know, hear your stories and. And just you know, talk soccer in general. As far as with, with the high school, we want to give you know much exposure. I think this past year was probably the one of the best seasons as far as coverage, mm -hmm. and 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 finally, so high school soccer is getting their due respect, and it's coming up. You know, I like so with our collaboration with the Fifty Fifty Podcast. It, like I said, we got a lot of props from a lot of different you know high schools, organizations like. Like the Texan live, you know that they'll enjoy watching some of our, you know, our live streams and and then meeting different, you know, meeting different people. You know, pleasure meeting like um, people from like the Dripping Streams Soccer Booster mm -hmm. Club for the girls. You know that you know. Thank you, Mister Drip. Thanks, Rafa, Rafa loves the lo loves the the free gear. The free gear. So yeah, if you got free gear. Send it up. Send it our way, <laughs> Beanie. <laughs> I don't mind representing your your teams. Um, so that's all, all good and fun. And like I said, I'm just looking forward to this. this it's going to be an exciting year. Um, very, a lot of intrigue, especially what all the changes that we had and, uh, with the district alignments. And then also, and also we're going to also give also more love to, like I said, even for the taps, you know, taps is already underway, which mm -hmm. we'll discuss in a bit. And like hopefully, hopefully we'll be heading out to a game tomorrow. 
I know there's a big game tomorrow, so which we'll go into the details on that. You know, um, I'd say we're gonna live stream the game. It's just we're gonna just come check it out, take some pictures, and maybe, maybe some little clips here and there, and and then hopefully, like I said, if you want us to live stream your game, reach out to us, inbox us, love to come out. You know, and like I said, hopefully we'll also have like a quote unquote game of the week. So then, in your, like I said, the the live stream game is gonna be called Two Ten High School Soccer. 210 High School Soccer Live. That's how we're going to call the live streaming games here moving forward. And then what, uh, there's a hashtag there. That's the 210 HS Sock Live. So tag us on there. There And then also the Texas, the TX uh, HS SOC. Also hashtag us there. And then uh, results during the year when you when you play, send us your scores. Tag you know tag us on there. You know, we'd love to retweet your, your scores and so forth, your players of the week, you know. We'd love, to, we'd love to hear that. Of the signing day, hey, tag us on there too. We'd like to showcase the talent that we have here in um, here in San Antonio, going to the next level. You know, once they graduate and so forth. All right, let's get this out of the way. Uh, you got any comments for Coach Cano, Hala uh, Madrid? Uh, <laughs> any any Real Madrid that we need to discuss, or uh, how'd Spain do? Oh, that's right, they're they're with Mexico now, right? Oh, they, uh, they, they were in the news, actually. They just signed a 16-year-old Brazilian phenom. Oh, did they? Yeah, from Palmeiras. Uh, but he won't be coming to the team until 2024. Uh, lots lots of millions of dollars on that transfer. So he could be the next, who's to say he's the next Neymar or or Vinny Jr. or, or Rodrigo. Uh, so I think, I think, I think uh, Real Madrid lo- loves those Brazilian players. Like I said, with Ronaldo from the past and a couple other players. Well, Roberto Carlos uh, doing all right in the World Cup. So, um, any thoughts on the World Cup before we get through? I know we haven't talked uh, with it. I think with the quarterfinals kick off tomorrow, if memory serves me right, uh, with uh, Croatia and Brazil, and uh, at nine o'clock Central Time, and then Netherlands versus. Argentina, are we going to get a South America special um, in the in the semis or <laughs> that that I think so. Uh, don't don't count, count count Croatia. They got a good team. They got like I said, they got Luke, that the guy that never ages, Luka Modric. He's been playing great, and so this could be this could be a trap game for Brazil. They, they got to get by this one. No. They can't look past. They can't look past. Uh, I'm not saying they can't look back, but it's not a the quarterfinals of a World Cup is not a trap game. Well, for them, they, it, this could be the one. <laughs> if they don't play well, this could be a trap game for them. Um, but I, I think eventually, the Brazil has probably a little too, little too much, little too much uh, talent. So I think they're too they'll, deep, they'll, though. That yeah. that's my thing with Brazil. Is yeah, you do the substitution, and especially where you get five subs now. I don't think Croatia on their bench has. Yeah, like basically, I think the bench for Brazil is probably on par with most other nations. Like, I think Brazil B team could be the United States A team, um, if, yeah. if that if that makes sense, just with the talent that they have. Um, but, yeah. Netherlands, Argentina, uh, Messi is uh, you know, does he get the does he get the World Cup after all, or the 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 Dutch knock him out? This is, this is an intriguing game. You know, you got two. Two soccer powers, you know, lots of history, you know, and the pre- really the pressure is really on Argentina, not so much mm-hmm. on the Netherlands. 
so that if the Netherlands can play like what they did the first, you know, with the U.S., you know, they had a really good game plan. One thing is Van Gaal is a really good coach. You got to, you know, he, he ate Burhalter's lunch in the last game. So he's going to have a game plan to finally maybe, you know, to neutralize Messi as far as touches. If they can execute that plan, they'll be surprised if the, if the Netherlands passes through. But like I said, you got it. When you have Messi on your team, you're favored. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see a Brazil-Argentina uh, semifinal. On the other side of the bracket, uh, Morocco uh, had probably the upset of uh, the round of eight, uh, round of uh, 16 versus Portugal, who didn't play uh, Ronaldo. And then, to me, I think the 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 match of the uh, the match of possibly the tournament, England and France, because uh, England's feeling pretty good uh, for that here in France as well. France, they're 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 deep yeah. and solid. It, they're basically like Brazil. They they have they their second team is probably just as good as their first team. They're, they have like I said, their their roster is very deep, and that's going to be a a classic of a game. Um, and it's, it's, they got, they're saving it best for last for Saturday, so they want to go with a bang before for the semifinals. So I'm going to give the edge on that one to France. Like I said, Mbappe's been play, been playing lights out. You know, if you I don't, don't trust Southgate, off, I don't yeah. trust Southgate. He's like he's yeah. like Baralter to me. Yeah, well, um, um, you know, so they're they're coaching South. Like I said, France coach said they're on par. Like I said, they they've been on it. Giroud's been playing great. Uh, Shona me being his first World Cup, really playing well in that holding mid position. Uh, so they, like I said, England they have the talent, but they just don't have the coaching. Now the Morocco Portugal game, you got to give the edge. Portugal made a statement on the last game, mm-hmm. and you know Santos made a really good decision as far as you know benching. He saw something as far as tactic wise in this at Switzerland that Switzerland game, and it paid dividends with, with that hat trick. So uh, this Ronaldo starting this game, it's it's a question mark. I probably not, but he'll probably, but he is going to be an important key as far as coming off the bench if they do need instant offense. So. But I'm going to give the edge to Portugal on, on that one. So we'll have a probably a Portugal-France a rematch of that, of that Euro a few years ago. All righty. So let's move on to the high school side here because that's what we're here for. Uh, so winter soccer standings 2023, uh, starting out with TAPS. Um, district 1, uh, they have redid the districts for TAPS. Um, Houston and San Antonio um, are merged together, um, and, and you know, you'll see adjustments from last year this year. Um, Antonio's 8-0, uh, Houston uh, St. Prius X uh, Catholic School 6-0, Tombow, uh, Concordia Lutheran uh, you know, third, St. Uh, Houston St. Thomas. Central Catholic hasn't played a lot. Only th- they're three and one, and then the Village School uh, out of Houston three and two. So, you know, I know we're kind of the first first show here. You know, first show here. But number one, your thoughts on the district with the changes of moving some good Houston schools into with Antonian and Central Catholic. This is this is going to be a real tough district for Antonian and Central Catholic, what they've been used to the last few years. And especially now with the travel, they're gonna have to head out to Houston quite often quite for some distance. Yeah, quite a bit. Actually, one, two, three, well, at least four times, four trips out there. 
you know, compared to the other schools, they won't only have to make a trip out here twice. So it's going to be a very competitive district. But like I said, uh, you can see Antonia's off of a good start. But so is St. Pius and, you know, Central Catholic. Hopefully, hopefully they can rebound from last year's disappointment. And I'm sure I think they'll contend and for a playoff spot. Uh, but this is year for Antonia because Antonia had a lot had a, had their chances to win that district last year, and they kind of fell apart. They weren't able to get over the hump versus Central Catholic, so this could be their year to to make a statement and also make a deep run into the Taps playoffs and hopefully contend for, for that state title. So this is going to be a wild Willie district, uh, but I, th I think Antonian and, and Central Catholic, I think they'll have an op I think they'll get their opportunities to get into the playoffs. I will say in looking kind of at the schedules uh, on uh, rank one sports, it does seem, you know, like in, and this is the game that we were talking about earlier is tomorrow night at seven o'clock at Ferreira field uh, where uh, Antonian plays, they play St. Prius X um, through here. And then the following day they play village um, from Houston. It does seem like that. When, you know, when the Houston schools come here, they're going to play, you know, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, because uh, when when uh, Antonian travels to uh, travels to Houston, they're also playing, uh, you know, that, you know, the third and fourth. So I'm assuming Friday, Saturday as well. So I think that's how, you know, the schools are trying to address the uh, cost of travel uh, for it here in, in the reverse. So. Um, Central Catholic, you know, Central Catholic plays Vil Houston Village on uh, tomorrow night, and then Saturday at five they play play St. Prius X. So for St. Prius X, they get you know you know they're second in the district. By the end of this this week here, they could uh, th they could be setting themselves up pretty well if they are able to to win it win in San Antonio. Now if they have a rough trip in San Antonio, starting out zero and two. Put you, know, you know, put put you a little bit behind the uh, eight ball there, and look and it looks like the district decided to do um, to minimize the travel during the like I said you know playing Tuesday Monday or Tuesday night games they decided to do Friday night Friday Saturday games so when they travel out they stay that stay overnight and then they play the next game which is kind of smart there because like I said imagine playing on a Tuesday night. Going from Houston all the way to San Antonio and back—that's that's that'll take a toll on your on your team. It's a three-hour drive. It's, it's six hours yeah. back and forth. Well, yeah. may even be a little bit longer in the school bus. So you're you figure four, you know, eight hours, you know, between stops, restrooms, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, so that's pretty smart there for that district to do that. You know, you know, it just minimizes the travel. And like I said, you know, they're still, like I said, they, they they'll finish again a lot sooner too. So. It's, it's going to be tough. Like I said, it, it, when they, these each of the Houston teams make their road trip here, you know, can they make, you know, can they get the wins or are they going to go back with losses? So it's going to be real important for both Central Catholic and Antonio to kind of hold, you know, win their home games and so forth and then kind of steal a couple games over there. Now, one thing looking at Central Catholic schedule, and, and I'll ask this compared, you know, with Antonian. Central Catholic, you know, for January 5th, 6th, 7th, going up to play in the North Texas uh, Elite Tournament, which is one of the best tournaments where that same time frame, um, uh, Antonian's playing the NEISD, the Northeast uh, uh, Soccer Tournament there. 
is there an advantage or disadvantage at, at the taps level at this here, you know, playing at, at a top tournament like, uh, you know, up in, up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area at the North Texas Elite or playing locally here against the NEISD uh, tournament? I, I think playing in that uh, Northeast Elite showcase is, is a, it's a plus for Central Catholic because it prepares them, which is like in the past, it's prepared them to make those deep runs in the playoffs. You're playing real good quality with some nationally ranked, not state ranked, but nationally ranked teams. And win or lose, it's preparing you not only also for, you know, some of your district games, that's whatsoever is left over, but also to make that deep run in the playoffs. Another thing also, a lot of those teams, especially in the, that other just uh, probably District One for for the Taps Six uh, A, you know they have all those Dallas area teams, so it's good to go up there to see you know play tougher competition because you're going to see those Dallas teams possibly like in the semifinals or in the finals. So I'm surprised Antonio is playing the you know in that it could be budget wise you know maybe like I said they have that opportunity to play that Northeast Showcase. I mean I would or play no, a tournament just. Uh, uh, a, a tournament just as tough as that, as that, I think would benefit them, especially, you know, now with this tougher district they're, they're in now. Yeah, sorry. I thought that uh, it was showing, you know, 2022, but it was uh, last year's, not this year's. Uh, or for that here. So just trying to see if they've got, yeah, they haven't updated it yet yeah. for uh, this, this upcoming year. But you can see the teams from they were last year. You know, they're probably going to be kind of the same one. So, yeah. So last year they lost to McKinley Boyd, um, who ended up winning the entire bracket, um, and they played Grand Prairie uh, uh, for that as well. And then they played uh, Marcus, which uh, I think was a playoff team as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so one Central of the state powers. Well, so Central Catholic struggled a little bit, you know you know, in the tournament, but um, in speaking with you and Scott, you know, way back five years ago, these early season tournaments um, are more, you know, it's like kind of like club play early on. It, it's, you know, you want, what, do you want to win? Sure. But it's more about developing, you know, players, seeing how they fit, you know, especially under pressure along those lines, you know, are they adapt, you know, adapting to coaching along those lines? Uh, for that, because I believe the this is their what usually first week of games. Uh, typically, they mm -hmm. may play one right at the end of the season. Now, obviously, the Taps teams are you know the advantage of playing you know a few weeks before for that here. But so, any thoughts? Uh, any possibilities of uh, some of these teams appearing in the uh, Rafa uh, RPI index yet, or still a little bit early to? Don't be surprised, Antonia. And I said, if they can get a big one tomorrow, don't be surprised if they're in the top 15. So, um, same thing with Central Catholic, if, if whatever, you know, whatever their schedule is coming up, you know, what games they play and also how they do at that Northeast uh, Elite Showcase. You know, it's going to, it's going to be, we'll know more once I do those power rankings. So, moving to District Two, Region Four. Um, this one's a little bit more mixed results. San Antonio Christian three and three, two and zero. TMI Swell four and two, two and zero in district. Uh, Laredo St. Augustine um, only win was in district uh, for that here, and 
Uh, split there, they're one and five. Brownsville, St. Joseph, only one win. Uh, St. Mary's is only reporting one and one. Uh, so uh, Coach Cano, you know, if you played more games, come on, let's get it updated. Uh, St. Anthony, uh, two and one, and Victoria, St. Joseph Flyers, only zero and one, and uh, one loss in the district. So this district, we kind of talked about here, where it's really kind of a South Texas di district from San Antonio, Brownsville, uh, Victoria, over near Corpus. Laredo. Uh, your, your your thoughts on 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 this uh, district here? This will be maybe a little wide open a bit. Um, I think the favorite's probably going to be TMI, San Antonio Christian, but don't be surprised. That Brownsville St. Joseph's team, they have talent too. So those are probably your three teams that are going to probably be fighting it out for for that district title. Um, San Mary's Hall, I think they can, they can be in contention to get a playoff spot. I think they can take care of business against like Laredo and St. Anthony's and Victoria. So I think those are the I think for me those are the four. Uh, if if they have four or five, depending because it's intense. I don't know how many uh, uh, play, uh, teams qualify for this playoffs because I've seen some that have that have had some more, some less. But I think those are the top four teams in, in that district. But like I said, I'm going to give TMI the notch as far as you know, balancing it out with San Antonio Christian for that district title. But like I said, keep your eye out on that Brownsville St. Joseph. Uh, St. Joseph's Academy team, they do have very talented players. Moving on to District 3, uh, District three Region 4, uh, Geneva School of Bernie, 2-1, uh, New Braunfels Christian Academy, 1-0, Shirts John Paul, 2-3, uh, Corpus Christi and Carnival Word Academy, 1-1, uh, San Antonio Atonement, uh, Kerrville, Our Lady of the uh, Our Lady. Lady of the Hills Hawks, uh, Owen two and Holy Cross and uh, Corpus Christi Saint uh, John Paul the uh, second, you know, still hasn't played off yet. So this one's probably a little bit hard to read uh, for the smaller, you know, smaller private schools uh, along those lines here. So your thoughts on this one? Uh, the Sun's gonna, like I said, it's also gonna be wide open because it's a newer district. Um, just keep your eye on uh, Bernie Geneva. Uh, shirt St. Uh, JP the second. Keep an eye on those two teams, like I said, as far as making playoffs. Um, maybe Holy Cross too, like could sneak in. It's 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 going to be a wide open district, but like I said, I just it's going to be coming down to probably John Paul and and Geneva. Uh, not too familiar too much from the Broncos Christian Academy, but you know they could be a sleeper team. So we'll know more once. I guess the records start kind of, you know, this playing more of their district games. We'll know right. more who's who's on on top, who's the king of the hill that that district. Moving on to the ladies here, uh, District One, uh, re, uh, Region Two, because there's only two regions, and then the others an independent out of El Paso. Uh, Houston Saint Agnes Academy four and two, uh, San Antonio Incarnate Word. Uh, six and five, two and zero oh in district. Uh, Antonian eight, zero oh and three, one and zero. Oh. Um, uh, Houston Saint Prius two, four and one. Um, and then you get some other Houston, uh, you know, Houston schools here. So um, it looks like the you know I'm, I'm assuming the top three are going to be fairly strong uh, mm -hmm. for that here. And then I'm not sure you know how to read the the, the bottom of the Houston schools there. Yeah. 
for our San Antonio teams, like I said, Antonio has been, been a, a consistent team, you know, for the girls soccer, you know, for the girls taps. Uh, so more likely, like I said, they're going to contend for that district title. Surprises is in Carnivore, you know, they have been down the last couple of years. So to be a two and zero in district, like I said, that's a, a great start for them. Um, I guess, you know, they're going to be probably fine. Those, those three teams with St. Magnus, I think those are the three teams that are going to be fighting out for that, for that district title for this, for them. And looking at the, the Antonian schedule here, um, it does show the boys and the girls uh, for, you know, uh, St. Prius and village will be in town. Uh, five o'clock, the ladies uh, kick off against, uh, you know, Antonio and kicks off against St. Prius. Um, and then at seven was, was the boys. And then one on, on the 10th uh, versus village Houston. And then I think the boys was at three, if memory serves me correct um, for that here, but there, I guess a Carnerwood would be the flip side. Cause there's no central Catholic uh, for that here. So yeah, December, Ninth, the village school at uh, UI, uh, UIW Benson, and doesn't have a time for the Houston St. Prius, but on the on the tenth as well. So yeah, that's you know you're still getting that that uh, that schedule of of both teams, you know, from San Antonio playing playing Houston schools back to back. For that here, and because you mentioned Antonian's pretty tall, pretty strong here. Don't see any preseason tournaments for that here. They play Judson, uh, Burbank at Del Rio, Veterans Memorial, MacArthur. Um, so not really tournaments, but more uh, individual schools. I think Coach Cano did mention to me, I think Antonio might be going to that Wimberley ter- tournament. Wimberley, okay. So I think I think so that that'll be a good tournament for them. Like I said, you're going to play some of the top 4A teams for the, you know, because I know they're going to be at that tournament as well. I think, I think I believe, I think that's what he said. I'm not too sure. Well, according to rank one, doesn't show it as of yet. But okay, course, so probably that's, not. That's... I know, I know, yeah. <laughs> so I know Coach Kano's team is is going to that one. So Coach just, so just went to uh, Houston St. Prius and then Carter Ward, uh, 4-1. 4-1. So. We've got so eyes and ears week. all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last district, um, or pardon me, the second district, Region 4, uh, San Antonio Christian, 3-1-1. One, one. St. Mary's, uh, Coach, you were number one for one week. You got to get that second second win. 2-3, uh, and 1-0 uh, oh in district. Uh, TMI, 3-2-1, uh, and one, uh, who beat San Antonio, uh, St. Anthony Catholic. Uh, for that, for their first, and then Laredo and Victoria, um, you know, on, on on the girls' side here. So um, this is a big change. Uh, for, you know, I know we're more familiar with this group with with Coach Cano in it here. Your thoughts on losing the Austin schools, which typically, well, I guess I'll ask you. Typically, you know, historically, it seems like have the better records than Laredo and Victoria, or are these mm-hmm. two powerhouses, you know, from down south that, that San Antonio is going to be facing? No, I, I think last year's Dix was a lot more tougher. Like I said, I went to that one game when they played Austin Hyde Park over there. They went to that <laughs> when that, that incredible comeback, and um, they went to overtime, and they went over the penalty kicks. And um, so that – and I think they recently just played. I think Austin Hyde Park beat them. But, but you know, San Marys Hall got a big win against TMI this past mm-hmm. week. So, 
as far as the as far as district title contention, I think it's going to be coming down to you know San Antonio Christian, St. Mary's Hall, and also TMI. I think those are your three. Your for sure three teams are going to make the playoffs. Uh, Laredo St. Augustine for the Spurs girls not very strong. Uh, I do know uh, St. Mary's Hall is going to be at Victoria tomorrow, so we'll see how, what, what result they'll get over there. And then no St. pressure, Anthony's, coach. No, <laughs> no pressure, coach. And then St. Anthony's they haven't been traditionally strong as far as girls soccer, so I think those are the three who are going to be contingent for the district title, and then more likely your playoff, you know, your playoff teams. So I'm going to ask you this question here because um, District 3 is the Hyde Park Regent, St. Dominic, St. Michael's that was in with St. Mary's uh, you know, St. Mary's Hall last year. Is there any reason why they don't necessarily kind of consolidate these? I know it would be a little bit bigger division th- than others, but that way you get you know a more, a more rounded because typically it's four teams from each, each district. Uh, you know, that in, in you know, I'm just going to pick a name out of the hat. Let's say St. Mary's Catholic, you know, struggles a lot in, in Austin. And let's say St. Augustine Laredo just misses the playoffs, but they were a solid team. To me, if you are able to group these teams together, because that would be, what, three, six, ten teams? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is it just more of the travel cost of it or the number of games I think as so. far as why they don't lump them together? I think I think maybe the reason why they lump the Austin teams together is for, is for less travel. You know, here, you know, there is going to be some travel because, like I said, you have San Antonio, Laredo, Victoria. So, but the thing is, you know, there, some of the San Antonio teams are only making a trip to Laredo one time and the Victoria one time. So, it's going to be a call, you know, and also remember the classifications. You know, some teams went up, some teams went down. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said, Laredo and Victoria is going to have, you know, have to make the trips over here to San Antonio more often than some than the teams that we have here. So um, but it's still going to be a competitive district. Um, I'm sure, like I said, out of this district, they're going to play the Austin teams uh, in, in the first round of the playoffs. So, you know, I think good preparation playing, you know, you know playoff contender teams. Hopefully they can get them ready to meet like those teams, like recently, like I mentioned, Hyde Park played St. Mary's Hall, uh, I think last week. And like I said, I think Hyde Park, got, I think got the win, but it's a good preparation for them because they could see them again in the playoffs come, come February. I do love this note. According to uh, rank one sports, you know, tomorrow they play at uh, Victoria St. Joseph, the special notes, boys, girls matches will be played uh, at the same time. So hopefully different fields. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at the fields like I don't, I don't think it's a big enough to have two fields here unless they're playing somewhere else. Twenty-two on twenty-two, <laughs> so uh, should should be interesting uh, for that here. Uh, I thought that was kind of funny seeing the special note that they had here. And then in the last district, uh, Geneva School of Bernie three and zero, Church John Paul the second, uh, defending champs eight and two. Uh, New Braunfels Christian Academy two and one, uh, Holy Cross two and four, San Marcos Academy Lady Bears zero and three, and the Atonement and, and Corpus Christi St. John Paul the uh, second reportedly has has not kicked off as of yet. So um, obviously the heavy favorite still shirts John Paul, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Geneva though had a pretty decent year if memory serves me right last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, they Geneva was probably one of the tougher teams, you know, in that, you know, in that, in that district that, 
But like I said, the class act is, is John Paul II. Like I said, winning that state title, that state title run that they had. And, you know, only, I think they only had one loss last year, I think, I believe. Yeah, they, they would know. We looked at their loss as one was against Austin Regents on the 17th. They lost 2-0. And then they lost to Antonian um, in the JP2 soccer tournament this past weekend. Uh, 1-0 after winning, after winning uh, against Beaumont Kelly, Logos Prep, and Bay Area Christian uh, along those lines here. Um, the one match that we did notice uh, for John Paul, uh, January 3rd against Davenport, um, does look to be kind of a tasty one. You know, the you know Taps versus UIL schools uh, along those lines here when we were kind of prepping for the show. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a backyard brawl game. <laughs> so they're not too far away from each other. Um, like I said, the coach mentioned out here that the three four is going to be a juggernaut, <laughs> multiple t- state contenders on there. But like I said, I'm going to give JP the second. Like I said, they have those. You know, I know they have those two losses, but those are against quality teams. And like I said, they're playing teams a classification up or two classifications up. So you know they're, they're they know what they're doing. They're getting themselves prepared to make them another uh, long run, you know, that deep playoff round to hopefully maybe repeat a state chance. It looks like New Braunfels might be a sleeper, the yeah. New Braunfels Christian Academy, because they beat Hyde Park 2-1. They beat TMI 4-0. They did lose to Incarnate Word 2-3. Um, they also play Davenport um, on the 12th and then follow up with Bernie um, on the 13th. They're you know, just looking at their schedule here. Um, then they actually play a return match against Davenport on the 26th as well. So uh, it should Some be interesting to see how – yeah, scheduling Davenport, they made a deep run last year, especially the Bernie girls, too, who made it made it to the state tournament. So, like I said, these teams are playing some quality teams. Like I said, playing quality teams is going to prepare you for the, for the, for those deep playoff runs, you know, further down the season. So that's where we're at um, so far on the UIL, uh, probably the uh, TAP standings here at this point. Um any surprises uh, for there? I know we kind of went through it. Any team that kind of stood out to you that's at least record-wise a little bit better, a little bit worse? I know it's very, very early. Um, but any surprises? Well, the Antonian boys, you know, they're off to a fat start. You know, I think last year they kind of did the same thing too. Well, didn't they um, underperform but, last year though? Yeah, they did. We- yeah, and that's and that's the thing last year. That, and I really thought right before the district play they were going to win. Like I said, I, I had them as, you know – an opportunity to win the district because Central Catholic was vulnerable last year, but Central Catholic was able to sweep them. So this year, I think maybe they're kind of, you know, getting maybe everything's piecing together now, and hopefully they'll do make a contention to win that district title. Um, same thing with the Antonian girls; I think they'll they'll, they'll contend too as well. So moving on to the UIL. So this part here, there's no games that have been played. We're kind of going to go through the districts here because uh, there has been quite a bit of movement in 4A and 5A. Not a lot of movement in 6A with the exception of District 27 uh, for that here. Um, you know, District 28 and 29 just had, you know, a little bit of movement uh, compared to the others. But lots of movement in, you know, 4A and, and 5A here for that, especially in Districts 27 and 28. Um, those two districts seem to have quite a bit here. 
26, uh, the only changes is uh, San Antonio Great Hearts Northern Oaks uh, moved out, um, and they moved into District 27. Um, yeah, so you got Bandera, Bernie, Coma Lake, uh, you know, Canyon or Coma Canyon Lake, uh, and then Davenport, Fredericksburg, Wimberley, and then Great Hearts Northern Oaks Griffins here. Um, any thoughts on this district for the boys? It's it's all Bernie all the way. Like I said, they're back to back state, champ, state champs, champ. right? Back to back defending state champs. So they'll, they'll, they're gonna should have no problem winning this district. They may they have, they'll have some a couple tough games. I think Davenport to give them a game. I think Wimberley, Wimberley, uh, Fredericksburg is always tough too as well. So, but Bernie's gonna be the class act of this district, and and I I, I kind of see them maybe getting the three peat as far as with the state title, I, I think they have enough coming back to, you know, I know with goalkeeping, they got in, you know, with their star goalkeeper, I think they have enough to come back and the great coaching as well. So I, I don't be surprised if they get that third, that third ring. And then did I not, uh, I didn't do who went out. Um, I did a better job in five years. So, 4A, District 27, um, Gonzalez uh, moves in from 4A, 28. Uh, Yoakum moves in from 4A, 28. Uh, San Antonio uh, Kennedy Rockets comes drops down from 5A, 27. San Antonio Memorial drops in from 5A, 27. Um, and for women, for you know, for the girls only, uh, Great Hearts Northern Oaks, uh, you know, drops in uh, for, you know, for the, uh, uh, you know, or actually that's for the women. So I won't address that here. So um, for the, you know, for the boys side here, Gonzalez, Lavernia, Fox Tech, Kennedy, uh, Memorial, and Yoakum Bulldogs here. Um, your thoughts on, on, on that district? This is going to be a very competitive district. Um, I'm going to give the edge to Gonzalez. Uh, Gonzalez has been one of the very consistent 4A teams. They've made the playoffs. They had, and they, I think, a couple of years ago, they made a, a real good run. Um, I know Lavernia, I, like I said, I had high hopes for them last year, but they, you know they got knocked down the first round, and I, you know, did find out they did have a coaching change. So we'll see how that affects them. I know they have a lot of returning learning lettermen on that team, so that's going to be they're going to be an experienced team. So those are the two teams. They're going to be fighting for the District 27 4A title. Um, intriguing team is going to be the two teams that moved down from 5A to 4A is, is Kennedy and Memorial. Keep an eye out on Memorial. I know they have some, they have some good talent. I think now playing teams kind of with the same enrollment, it's going to help them. So I think that there will be a sleeper team. Fox Tech's another young, very young team. Now they have a, a year under their belt. Um, the, the, I think the, they made a play the playoffs last year. So, Gonzalez, Lavernia, Fox Tech, and, and Memorial are probably going to be your t- your four teams coming out of the you know for for the playoffs this year. So, and the reason why I didn't do it is because it looks like what they did is most of the teams that were originally in District Twenty Eighth, Beville Jones, Port Lavaca, Rockport, uh, Palacios, they moved those to District uh, Twenty Nine because um, if you look at the next district here in Twenty Eighth. Um, 
Last year, District 28 was Bevel, Jones, Gonzalez, Portlavaca, Port Cal, Calhoun, Rockport, Fulton, Palacios, and, and Yukon. This year, it's a to me, it's a brand new district. Uh, you know, for here, you got Floresville, uh, Pearsall Mavericks, which is a brand new program, Pleasanton, Somerset, Hondo, who's the year two, Uvalde, which I forget if it was boys or girls, uh, one of them the had, girls. had a great run, and we'll get to that on, on the girls' side. And Poteet um, through there. So, your thoughts on them kind of creating this? To me, this seems like a little bit more even um, district because, you know, no offense to last year's uh, district here, but, you know, they were in uh, what, you know, Honda was in uh, with Lavernia, Pleasanton, Fox Tech, Somerset, Uvalde, and Poteet. So, um, this was pretty much the makeup of the old District 27 with, with a few additions of new programs. Mm -hmm. And Floresville dropped down from 5A28, um, and Pearsall's new program, and the rest came from 4A27. So Floresville, uh, Floresville um, is a team that dropped down. Does that make them a little bit more favorites or, you know? Um, a little bit, but I think Pleasanton is going to be the favorite for District. I think Floresville is going to contend because, like I said, they were in a district. They were in the, the district of Southwest last year, mm -hmm. and you know they got <laughs> kind of clobbered by them. Uh, so I think now playing, like I said, schools that same kind of the same enrollment, I think they're going to be very competitive. Um, it's as far as the last two playoff spots, it's going to be wide open. Um, I think I think Ovalde, I think the boys, I think the, the Coyotes will have an edge. Um, don't be, don't sleep on Hondo. Because, like I said, we did see them last year. They had some uh, talent. They had some talent. And if they can piece it together and and kind of, you know, guess kind of, you know, shake off a little bit of that inexperience, I, th I think they can get – they almost, like I said, they almost made the playoffs and missed, I think, by a game. So it's going to come – like I said, the last two playoffs is going to be probably coming down to Hondo and Ovalde. Um, don't sleep on Somerset. I, and I did see Somerset play last year against Lavernia. They had some talented players too, and they actually had a lead – over Lavernia for a while. Um, so hopefully they, they get things together as well. But and I said, as far as looking Poteet, I don't think they're going to do much. Same, same thing with, with, um, with Pearsall being a brand new uh, program. That'll be, that might be a team that we try to reach out to to see, yeah. especially as they're getting ready to kick off um, for that here, just to see what kind of their expectations are. Um, moving into the ladies here, obviously same same makeup here with the only addition is, uh, you know, the Great Hearts, Northern Oaks, and District 27, but the rest of the districts match up. Bandera, Bernie, uh, Canyon Lake, uh, Davenport, Fredericksburg, Wimberley, and, and Great Hearts, Northern Oaks, Griffins. Um, Bernie... Um, do we think that they come back a little bit better this time? Like I said, last year they didn't win the district because Wimberley won it, but they came back and, and knocked off Wimberley in the playoffs. In the so, playoffs. I so I think I think it's going to come down to those two teams. As far as the district title, um, it'll be between Ber Bernie and Wimberley. Um, Davenport was another good team. Like I said, you saw they're playing a couple real top taps programs. So I think I think they're going to be contention as well. Um, that four spot. I think it's going to come down to Canyon Lake and, and Fredericksburg, you know, you know, we'll see who'll get, who's that exit bender. I'm not too sure though. They can mount up, you know, a lot against this, because this is a tough district, you know, 
go, you know, for one of the fours here in, in Region Four. So, uh, but it's going to, like I said, it's going to come down to Wimberley and Bernie for as far as the top two spots, and then I think the the other two are going to be claimed by Canyon Lake and Davenport. We talk about travel. This one has quite a bit of, you know, especially with mm-hmm. um, the Hill Bandera, Country, Bernie, um, you know, Wimberley, Davenport. Quite a bit of travel, uh, not quick, quick, quick uh, trips there. Uh, 27, uh, Gonzalez, Lavernia, Fox Tech, uh, Kennedy, uh, Memorial, Yoakum, uh, Great Hearts, and San Antonio Young Women's Leadership. So on the on the boys' side, there's only six teams here. On the girls' side, you add the uh, San Antonio Young Women's, um, who was also in the same district last year, and add the uh, Great Hearts Northern Oaks uh, for that here as well here, uh, for that here. So thoughts on this district uh, i'm assuming uh who's your favorite <laughs> probably be Laver- the lavernia girls i think they had a good season last year i think they'll, they'll win this district uh, i don't think you should have a problem maybe mike gonzalez might kind of try to sneak up on them but and then also like i say also keep an eye on memorial they might have some players something with kennedy i think they'll, they'll contend um and as far as the, the other um other ones i think they're, they're like I said, new pro, newer program, still kind of inexperience, but like I said, Lorena is going to be the probably winning this district, and then you'll have more like I think Gonzalez and maybe Memorial Kennedy. Don't don't sleep on Fox Tech. I think they can make could sneak in and get that fourth spot as well. I know last year when the uh, or last towards the end of last season when when the uh, realignment came out. You thought pretty high of, of Gonzalez, both on, on the girls and the boys side, as far as, you know, kind of a sleeper coming in. Um, I know they're not, you know, we haven't really covered them a lot because they haven't been in a San Antonio district before. So, But I think you've had experience, um, you know, with either somebody that you know that, that you know, either coached or, or coached against mm-hmm. uh, them here. So to me, they're kind of an interesting one, um, as well as the you know, Bulldogs here, um, the two you know, regional teams, uh, you know, you know, in, in this 4A district. Uh, 4A district 28, Floresville, Pearsall, Pleasanton, Somerset, Hondo, Uvalde, Poteet. I know Uvalde was the uh, runaway winner last year. Um, the Hondo girls uh, struggled a little bit in year one. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see the growth that they have. Uh, Pearsall being new. We'll see what they have, and of course, Floresville drops down, to, you know, from five A. I think this is going to come down to between Pleasanton and Uvalde, as far as the district title. Um, Floresville might could sneak up on the because I know two years ago Floresville did knock off a very good Jefferson when they were in five A. They knocked off a Jefferson, a Lady Mustangs team in the first round of the playoffs, which no one was expecting. So keep, I think there'll be a, there'll be a contention for that third playoff spot um as far as the fourth playoff spot it's probably going to come down to i think i think this could be the year for the hondo girls i think they might have a chance i know that some talented players because we did see them play i think it's going to be between between hondo somerset and and you know as far as again in that fourth spot like i said i don't see poteet and then also pearsall because like i said they're still new new they're still new programs with not much experience um, to really do much, and, and th- this coming year, hopefully, like I said, they'll start contending the next couple of years. But uh, I'll, I'll more likely, I think Obala is going to win the district, but they're going to have to they're going to have to earn it through Pleasanton. I think those are going to those are the two they're going to find it out. 
I think Florida Zoe gets the third spot, and then the fourth spot is going to come down to Somerset and Hondo. Hit the right slide here. So 5A, which is the region four districts, 26, 27, 28. Uh, moving to 5A. This district 26 had quite a bit of change uh, going out. Uh, Buddha, uh, Johnson went to 26. Uh, Dripping Springs went uh, to, or to 6A, 26. Dripping Springs went to 6A, 26. Uh, Kyle Lehman went to District 25. Uh, Alamo Heights went to District 27, you know, which they weren't happy about, if memory serves uh, me correct. Uh, Colmel Piper, a brand-new program. Smithson Valley dropped down from 6A27, and San Antonio Wagner dropped down uh, from 6A27. So you got Bernie, uh, Champion, uh, Colmel Canyon, uh, Piper, Smithson Valley, Kerrville, Tyvee, Veterans Memorial, Wagner, and Seguin uh, in, in, in the in the group here. Some powerhouses in there. Yeah, that's a brutal district. And then especially <laughs> especially Smithson Valley moving up from 6A to 5A. And you saw what Smithson Valley did last year in the in the playoffs. You know, you know, in the fellows short because they did get knocked out one of the Austin teams, but like I said, now they're in 5A. I think I think they're gonna they're they're gonna be a contender, but look what the Bernie Champion girls did. You know, they took their lumps from Dripping Springs, and they're able to knock them off in that regional final in Corpus and get to the state tournament. And so those are the two. Those are gonna do your two favorites um, for the District 26 5A title. Um, uh, Canning Cougarettes, they're all sleep on them. They got a good team as well. Lots of talent there. Um, a sleeper team might be that the Piper Warriors, Lady Warriors. Um, first year in varsity play, I'm sure they're gonna. Like I said, I'm sure they they're gonna a lot of returning lettermen. Uh, I want to be surprised if they get that four spot. Um, you know, I think Veterans Memorial, Wagner. I think they're doing some rebuilding. Same thing with Seguin, Kerrville too. Um, I know Kerrville was in contingent a couple of years ago, but they kind of kind of fell off <laughs> towards the end. So, so my top four teams. I think I said. This is going to be a very strong, um, very strong district. You know, you cannot fall asleep. You can't take anyone lightly, but it's going to come down to first. As far as the district title is going to come down to between uh, uh, Bernie Champion and Swinson Valley. Like I said, uh, my, as far as the two other favorites for the for the playoffs, more likely it's going to be Canyon and Piper. Moving on to 27. Uh out went San Antonio Kennedy and Memorial went to 4A26. In uh, MacArthur from 6A28 and lateral move, Alamo Heights from uh, District 27. So you got Alamo uh, Heights, Brackenridge, Burbank, Ed Edison, Highland Ranch, Sam Houston, Jefferson, Lanier, and uh, MacArthur Brahma. So Alamo Heights is a class, right? Yeah, I, th I, th I think they're going to run away with this district. Um, MacArthur, MacArthur might is going to give them a game. I, I, I think I've seen MacArthur play a lot. I know they were in that tough six A district with Reagan and Churchill. You know, I think moving down to five A, I think they're going to be able to do some great great things in this district. Uh, but I think the the odds on favorite is going to be Alamo Heights. I think number two is going to probably more likely be MacArthur. Um, number three. 
Uh, I think I think three and four is going to come down to I think Jefferson, Edison, and and possibly uh, I think I think uh, uh, maybe Burbank, uh, Brackenridge. So I think those are, those are some teams in contention to get the hopefully they get the, the final the two spots in the playoffs. If you were if you had your had your choice, where would you have put Alamo Heights? Um, I think they should have been in twenty six five A. Um, but reasoning for why they didn't do it, and I know they try to uh, appeal to, to get to move to that district uh, to be more competitive, you know. And, and I'm not, it's not a diss on the other schools and so forth. Um, but they're a different level. It's, yeah, yeah. Well, the other schools grow, hopefully, but Alamo Heights has that history. To me, you know, this is a nine-team league. This this is an eight-team. Mm-hmm. It would have left it at nine. To me, I wonder if you could have moved Veterans Memorial or Wagner. Would that have been more of a, a better split? Well, because Veterans Memorial and Wagner are part of the same district, so they're not going to get split. Oh, Maybe um, they could have. Um, yeah, I mean, you could have put Kerrville into that district, but, you know, it, it's, I guess, because of geographics, the UIL decided otherwise. So, um Independent, like I say, if I'm Alamo Heights as far as with the girls, you know, I make sure I play a very tough, a tough non-district schedule and play some tough tournaments. Um, and and I think because you know, if you're going to play, if there's going to be a big gap as far as competition, you need to prepare yourself early on in the season because if you don't, you know, you can get. You can say the. The playoffs, you know, you may end up playing. You're gonna end up playing, in the, especially in the second round, a 25, 5A or 26, 6A team. Like I said, in 25, 5A, you have Liberty Hill, and they made a deep run last year. So, and also, like I said, you gotta you're gonna have you have Bernie Champion and and Spencer Valley there, so you may see them in the, that second round game. So, like I said, Alma High, like I said, Alma Heights should take care of business, but hopefully they did a schedule a very tough schedule and. I think it's going to be a good fit, like Coach Hano mentioned. It's going to be a good fit for for MacArthur. I think they're going to get into playoff contention as well. And then I missed uh, Coach's comments on twenty six five. I look for Seguin to surprise some people. It'll be better, well coached team, uh, multiple programs here with first year coaches. Which um, you've made mention this coaching matters at the high school mm-hmm. level. Um, probably probably the biggest impact. You know, you know. That, that you see is if there's a quality coach, they'll get better return. You'll see the team maybe struggle a little bit at the start, but when it comes to playoffs, they're going to be a lot more organized along those lines here. And then 28, um, 28th, the only change was Floresville, uh, or, you know, moved to 4A28 and South uh, San Antonio South, or San Antonio South, San Antonio. That's a mouthful. Mouthful here. Uh, can't drop down from 6A District 27. Uh, so you got Medina Valley, uh, Eagle Pass, uh, Wynn, Harlandale, McCollum, uh, Southside, Southwest, South San, and Southwest Legacy uh, for that here. So thoughts on this one here? I know uh, Southwest uh, South Dra- Dragons has for what last three seasons, two, three mm-hmm. seasons? have been kind of the, the dominating team. I think Southwest uh, Legacy had a decent run last year. Um, I'm not sure if I mentioned my boys or girl, girls team here, but uh, uh, I thought they, you know, I thought that they had a pretty successful season. So yeah. 
your thoughts on this one here? Is it still Southwest uh, Dragons uh, to lose, or? Yeah, I think I think Southwest the Southwest Lady Dragons are going to run away with this one. Um, they'll they'll have some competition with Medina Valley. Medina Valley had a good season too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think Medina Valley finishes runner up. Uh, don't sleep on McCollum because McCollum had a really good good season last year. They had, I went to one of their playoff games and they 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 gave it all and they had some good talent, especially some underclassmen. Uh, don't I think, sleep on. I think they'll be number. Th- probably your number three team. Um, Harlandale could be the, your fourth. I think the fourth spot could be coming down to Harlandale legacy and, and legacy for, for to round up the playoffs. Um, so on the boys side here, uh, similar, uh, we went through the changes here uh, for it because there were no only girl only programs or boy only programs here. So, Burning Champion, Como Canyon, Piper, Smithson Valley, Kerrville Tyvee, uh, Veterans Memorial, Wagner, and Seguin. Um, any thoughts on the boys' uh, District 26? I think Smithson Valley is going to win this district. They're going to be the favorite. Um, I think contentions with them, I think Canyon will be in contention. You know, as far as with, for a playoff spot, um, also with uh, Piper, Piper. Even though this Piper's first far city, keep an eye on them because they got, like I said, even though they're a young team, they got a lot of talent coming. You know, returning from that underclassman um, squad, and I think I think they they get in the playoffs. Uh, we'll see if Bernie Champion bounces back because last year they had a really horrendous season, and um, you know there was a couple of games, some lopsided games, and. I think I think hopefully they they'll bounce back and get that last playoff spot. So you know don't sleep on them. Like I said, tradition wise, they've always been a really good program. I, I think hopefully they'll they'll bounce back and um, so look, I think those are the four teams as far as the playoff contention. Um, keep an eye, Kerrville, Tyvee, they could sneak up on you. Uh, maybe even Seguin. Like I said, they, they, and Seguin has some 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 good players there too. And then to round out, I think you know Vernon's Memorial Ragnar probably going to be you know running out the bottom part of that of the district play. 27, uh, Alamo Heights, Breckenridge, Burbank, Edison, Highland Rant, Sam Houston, Jefferson, Lanier, MacArthur. I know Jefferson had a really good year last year. Um, Alamo Heights uh, probably still has to be the favorite, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alamo Heights boys had a good season last year. They had a good run. Um, you know, like I said, going deep in the playoffs. So they should, should win this district. It's not gonna. It's not like with the growth side, you know. It's gonna be smooth sailing. Like I said, there are gonna be challenge. You know, there are some. You know, some teams here that they can challenge them and sneak up because a few years ago they did. They did, were in this district, and you know, there there were some games that they, they had to kind of grind it out. Mm-hmm. But Alamo Heights will, you know, win this district. Uh, keep an eye out on, you know, Lanier. Uh, they had a good squad. A good squad last year. Mm-hmm. Kind of disappointed because they lost in that first round mistakes but i think they were young um our, our sam houston's another one like i said you know we talked to sam houston's uh, coach last year um a little disappointed on the first round loss but they had they had a, a good talented squad hopefully they can kind of piece it together and you know kind of really gel there um mcarthur might be a, a sleeper team because like i said they there's some talented players there there was like i said they were just in a very tough district in 6a like i said with reagan and lee and, and churchill 
I think I think they end up getting that force, you know, battling for the uh, a playoff spot. Um, and then you have other ones like Brackenridge and Edison. I think the, you know, and Jer- and Jefferson too. So it's going to be a as far as like a, from maybe from two, like I said, I think Alamo Heights will should win this series, but from two to four, as far as the three other playoff spots, they're going to be about four or Wide five open. teams. They're going to con- yeah in contention. So you bring up a great question when when schools drop down. Is it that is it, is it an advantage to be able to do so? Because you know, obviously, you're going probably from a, a smaller school at six A in, in this scenario to probably one of the bigger five A schools. So you should have you, you probably have more depth. Um, is, is probably the big biggest difference here. Is yeah. that correct? That and also depending like the district you played in. Like for example, with MacArthur, you know, when you battle it out with Reagan. Uh, Brandeis, northeast schools, yeah. the northeast schools. It's a playoff game each each district game, so they're battle. They're going to be battle tested, and then now that you're, you're going to play teams that have the same enrollment as you are, you know you're going to have that advantage. Also, like you mentioned with Def too, they're going to have that advantage also with Def. You know, and and like I said, there I think they should be do. Like I said, they should be in contention for like I said for a playoff spot. So a lot of the teams that do drop down. Like I said, they usually sometimes will be a, a one of the favorites, not necessarily maybe district wise, but for district title wise, but also but in the playoff contention. So moving to twenty eight, uh, you know, addition South Sand, uh, but Medina Valley uh, Valley uh, uh, Eagle Pass win, uh, Harlandale McCollum Southside Southwest and Southwest Legacy, um, what the. Southwest has been undefeated in this district two years. Mm-hmm. Two years, I think three years already. Three years. Um, they've had a coaching change uh, that happened last year. We, we've got to see if the te- you know if if there's a drop in in, in talent because you know some of those kids have, have graduated obviously, but uh, are they still the the favorite or? I, I think they'll still be the favorite. I think, but also they need to. I think, like I said, they lost to a very good Georgetown team mm-hmm. in the second round, and I and I kind of expected them to maybe get into that third round game, you know. But you know, I think what they really need to do is really play a very a, a lot tougher non district. They need to get more prepared, play some of those elite teams, like you know, going to play like in those like the Austin Lake tournaments and something, you know, something like you're going to see high caliber teams that's going to get you prepared for that run because, you know, with your district not, you know, not as strong as maybe some of those teams, you know, you need that. It's that way your players can see and know what to expect coming into those games. But Southwest, like I said, there was probably, depending on, like I said, how many players they lost at graduation, um, I think. And then also, like you mentioned, the coaching change, I think those two, they're going to be the favorites. Uh, keep your eye on on um, Medina Valley boys. like. Like I said they have they have some good players there. Uh, Harlandale is also a good squad. McCollum, it, it's get two of like I said this is a, another wide open district minus the top spot with Southwest, so it's going to be wide open. Um, you know South Sam moving down from six A to five A. And like I said, there's maybe an opportunity for them to get into the playoffs as well too. So, uh, so it's getting like I said mentioned it's going to be wide open for the other three other playoff spots. But like I said, Southwest should should take care of business and win this district. So moving on to 6A, Region 4, 27, 28, and 
District 27, Cibolo, Steele, Judson, New Braunfels, uh, East Central, San Marcos, and Shirts Clemens. Uh, who, who's your pick in this one? <laughs> I think it's gonna it's gonna come down. This to, one seems wide open. Well, I, it actually is gonna come down to either New Braunfels or Clemens. I think those are the two top teams in that district. Um, like I said, New Braunfels a couple of years ago had a you know. They were able to knock off Reagan, but like I said, Reagan kind of returned the favor on them. Uh, then Clemens, you know, they've had some great runs. You know, they beat Lee last year on a on non-district game. Uh, actually, they beat Lee last year on the playoff game. So, uh, so the top for the top spot is going to be between Braunfels and Clemens. As far as three and four, I think I think it's going to be a steal. I think they'll bounce back. Um, uh, keep your keep your eye on San, um, on San Marcos. I think I think they may get that four spot. Um, you know, like I said, I don't think I don't think um, you know East Central or, or, or Judson's maybe in contention for this, but I think it's going to be between Clinton, Braunfels and Clemens, and then you'll see Steele as your number three, and then San Marcos possibly your number four. Moving on to twenty-eight. Um... Brandeis, Clark, Churchill, Johnson, Lee, Madison, Marshall, Reagan, and Roosevelt. So Marshall moved over because MacArthur moved down. So and Northside School moved over. That's what the third one over there, uh, Brandeis mm -hmm. and, and Clark. This is loaded. <laughs> yeah, this is your, your group of death right here. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, pick draw, draw a name out of that. Too. <laughs> I think... The favorite. I'm gonna give the slight edge to to Reagan. Reagan. I think Reagan's gonna be the top team in this district. I know they lost some some players, but I think that they still have enough key players coming back. Um, as far as the three other playoff spots, I think it's gonna come. Like I said, Brandeis surprised everybody last year, and I think they may they're gonna give a Reagan a run for their money this year. So you know that should be a very good game. Um, Johnson, Lee, and Johnson, Madison are, yeah, and Marshall's yeah. been. Was it Mar yeah. on the boys' side that Marshall was good um, a couple of years ago? Johnson's another one. Johnson, uh, like I said, um, they're 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 going to be. I think there will be a playoff contender. Um, as far as maybe getting that second or third spot, I think, like I said, between the second spot, I think it's going to be. You know, well, then you also have Lee. Lee, uh, how are they going to bounce back? You know, have, have, were they able to correct a lot of the issues? I know injuries kind of took a toll on them last year. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, with goalkeeping too as well was was an issue. You know, has that been addressed? You know, as far as the playoff contentions, as far as two, three, and four, it's going to be between Brandeis, Johnson, Lee. Don't sleep on sleep on, on, on Churchill. They may sneak up. You know, I think they have – I think they're doing good things there. Um and then the rest of the teams, I think they'll, you know, hopefully we'll try to battle out. I, Clark, I guess I know they had a coaching change. Very disappointing season. I did see that they were a young team. They had some talent on there. Hopefully they can get it together. They got the right coach to get it together there. Um, Madison, like I said, we'll, we'll see what they do there. Marshall is going to be, like I said, that transition from, you know, from the Northside District teams to this one. Um, it's, it, it's, like I said, hopefully they can kind of make that adjustment like I said, this this district's like a playoff uh, playoff game each each game. So, um, but they, like I said, like Coach mentioned, um, they could throw a monkey a monkey wrench um, as well. So, but for me, as far as the top four teams of this series, it's going to be Reagan. Uh, like I said, now, like I said, Reagan in the no order, but 
first playoff spots will be like Reagan, Brandeis, Johnson, Lee. Like I said, keep your eye out on, on, on Churchill and, and Marshall. It just to me, it's pick a name because you know there's probably what five or six quality teams in, in, yeah. in this in this uh, out of out of nine, um, pending injuries and, and stuff like that, and, and you know transfers in uh, for that here. So twenty nine Northside, uh, Brennan, Harlan, Holmes, John Jay, O'Connor, Sotomayor is a new school, Stevens, Taft, and Warren. Um, you know AJ plays for Stevens, so. He said Stevens is looking good, you know, of course, from his, his view. Um, O'Connor, from everything I've heard, they're loaded, um, even on the JV, on the JV side. Um, Harlan's tough. Brennan's uh, tough. To me, the Wildcats, are they the wild card? Because uh, they're going to pull some talent, I think, what, from O'Connor? Um, mostly Harlan, but from the underclassmen. Did they? Yeah, I, I think the favorite for this race is gonna is still is still gonna be Harlan. Right. Uh, I think they still return a good core. I don't think they'll feel the hit just yet. Maybe next year, you know the you know twenty twenty four. Well, like in two years because of the Sota Mayot being op- open up. Um, so I think Harlan's gonna probably gonna win that district. Uh, as far as being in contention, uh, you know those. Uh, I think Connor Warren has to be. I, I've heard. I've heard yeah, Connor's kind of been down the last couple of years, but I think for the boys' side, um, I, I hopefully they'll, they'll 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 get it together. But like I said, I, I think it's going to come down to as far as the, the other three spots. I think it's going to come down to um, you know, Warren, Taft, Taft's another mm, team. Taft was good. Uh, like I said, Stevens and more likely, and then O'Connor. I think those are, uh, and maybe Brennan too. Uh, Brennan could be. Uh, you know, like I said, throw a monkey wrench there too. I think those, those are the, the uh, those five. I think are well, going to battle a lot for. And I'm almost positive it was the boys' side that heading into the final two matches, you know, I think there were two two clear, um, you know, I think uh, there were two clear uh, two clear um, like one and two seed was locked up, but three versus seven or eight at the mm. time. Was all within a game, you know, two with well, all within two games where you didn't know who was going to be the final two two slots. And I have a feeling um, District Twenty Nine is going to match. It's going to be that same way where um, if you if you get a week where you win two games, that's you know that's going to be a great week. You know, whereas if you can walk away with a win and a tie, I believe they do. Uh, yeah, they do draws there. Um, you know, I, I think that I think that's the key there is. I could see this district, you know, especially for the, the final two playoffs, um, is who, you know, and I know this may sound silly to, to say, but if you can squeak out one more win, even if you have one more loss as opposed to those draws, I think that's where this this will be, you know, that, that'll be kind of the tiebreaker when it comes to the playoffs on this one. Yeah, like, and especially with the playoffs route that they go through, like I said, I was real disappointed with O'Connor last year because they played against Dorio and and they and they just got <laughs> they just got outplayed and 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 hopefully they learn from that because I had high expectations for them to maybe make you know go maybe you know too deep. Um, so like I said, District like I said, District Twenty Nine will face District Thirty, which is the Laredo schools, Dorio and Eagle Pass. Um, that fourth place spot, you know, you're probably gonna end up playing maybe United or 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 LB or maybe. Uh, Alexander, 
you know, so it's that'll be a tough game in the first round of the playoffs. But I think coming down, like I said, I think it's there. You mentioned like I think there's going to be about six, 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 seven teams that are going to be in contention for those four spots. But I still have Harlan as uh, mm-hmm. grinding it out and winning this. But like I said, you know, we'll, we'll see what O'Connor does, and also with um, with Mark, you know, Brennan, Taff, Stevens, and and Warren. Um, not too much, no, but John Jay, like I said, in the past, they had some really good teams. We'll see how mm-hmm. what talent level they'll bounce back. And then I know Holmes, we'll see, we'll see how, how they do, if they can contend, maybe surprise some people coming up this year. Um, on the girls' side, 27, uh, Steele, Judson, New Braunfels, East Central, San Marcos, Clemens. Um, who's your favorite? Who's the, the dark horse? I think there's three favorites for this one. Uh, uh, it's, as far as it's going to be Clemens, New Braunfels, and, and Steel. I think those are your three for sure playoff teams. Um, and I think all three of them are going to really kind of uh, battle it out. Um, I'm going to give the edge a little bit to Clemens. I think they're going to have a good season this year. But it's, like I said, it's going to be between those three who gets that district title. That four spot, um, it's going to, um, it's up for grabs, I think, <laughs> you know. Could be Judson. Could you know, depending on who they brought, you know, bringing back. What about you know, San Marcos. San Mar- not too familiar with San Marcos with the girls. You know, they could be. They could surprise some people. And like I said, not too sure with, with, with East Central. So, like I said, there, there's gonna it's. I'm not saying too wide open as far as it's. It's tough on the top three, but it's wide open for the for that last spot. Twenty eight. Uh, you know, just like with the boys. Uh, Probably one of the toughest districts uh, in, in the state, you know, listening to you and, and Coach Cano last year when, when we went through the regionals. So um, we'll let you describe how this is possibly going to go. <laughs> I mean, this this came down to the, kind of the last couple games, and there were some teams beating each other, you know, um, and then we ended up having Reagan, you know, losing in the in the regional final. But they also, like I said, they beat in the quarterfinal against uh, Johnson. So I'm going to give Reagan the edge on this. You know, even though Clark was also a contender for a, you know, contended for a while too. So I'm going to give Reagan the edge as far as district for the district title. But you know, they have their hands full. It's going to be you know, hands full with Clark, Johnson, um, Brandeis. Like I said, the, you know, you have at least for me looking at here one. Six teams, uh, seven teams, that anything can happen. Because this game was last year, we saw the district. You had one team in second, then they dropped down here. Then it, it was kind of, it, it was like a, a big old grind down on this one. So, but I think Reagan, I, I feel Reagan, Clark, Johnson, and well, I think uh, locks into the to the to the playoff spots. And then as far as the last, you know, the last one is going to be between Brandeis. Um, Churchill, I think Churchill will bounce back this year. Lee and and, and Madison. Well, this, like I said here, this you know for girls soccer, um, twenty eight I think is like I said one of the, the tops in the state here. Oh, twenty nine. Oops, I forgot to clear the uh, standings here on this one. Uh, my bad. Uh, Brennan, Harlan, Holmes, John Jay, uh, O'Connor, Sotomayor, Stevens, Taft, and Warren. Um, these aren't. Uh, these don't necessarily line up uh, with uh, the results uh, from last year. Uh, my bad. Sorry about that. Um, your thoughts on 29? 
I think this, like I said, this was also came down to like the final few games between. It was a three-team race between Brennan, O'Connor, and Taft. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to one game where O'Connor well, knocked you can see off the records. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got one game that O'Connor knocked off Brennan, and then they took over first place. But then Taft knocks off O'Connor, and again, and then Brennan goes back to first place. So it's going to be between those three teams again. Um, but I'm going to give the edge to O'Connor because they still have their, their star forward. She, like I said, she did a lot of damage last year on the goal scoring. So I'm going to give I'm going to give the edge to O'Connor. But like I said, I think locks are going to be Taft, uh, you know, Brennan. Um, the final spot, I think, is going to come down to to um, Stevens and uh, actually Harlan and, and Warren. I think I think it's going to come down to that that last playoff spot. Uh, Stevens makes like I said, Stevens could surprise some people too. Then I guess that on there, but like I said, on the outside looking in, it's probably going to be something my own brand new program. Like I said, they're going to take their lumps, but keep an eye on them because they may be good in a, in a couple of years. And then and like I said, I think Jay and Holmes have a lot of work to do to get to like, get that final four spot. That's going to be my question with the uh, Sotomayor uh, Wildcats. Um, obviously, we saw the lumps like in Pearsall and Hondo at the 4A level. Coming in as a 6A school, is that at a huge disadvantage, advantage? Because you are you, obviously you're taking talented kids from other big schools, you know, for that as opposed to like if you're out in the country. You know the kids are who you have, and, and it's, just, it's adding a sport for you know for them to play. And hopefully, you've got some kids that have played you know, soccer before. So to me, but I think Sotomayor's what freshman sophomores, freshman sophomores only. So you're talking mm-hmm. about young, and I know this is why you're talking about hey, maybe in a year or two mm-hmm. uh, for them for them to do that. Are you kind of surprised that they didn't start out? You know, I think Harlan started out at five A, right? Um, yeah. And then, and then the next year they worked way up. Are you surprised that you know Sotomayor went straight to six A? Um, I, I think, yeah. I, I well, I think that a lot had to do with Northside. I think they wanted to keep their schools together because it, had they been five A, which they should be actually be a five A, um, they would have been in that district with Southwest. And I think the you know the tra- I mean the travel wouldn't be much because I think the only far away game they would have would be Eagle Pass. You know, and I think I think had they been in that district, I think I think they contend, and I think they get I, they get into that to that final playoff spot. And for, the yeah for the for the girls still for the same same setup for the girls, yeah, and then for the yeah for the for the girls side, I think they get it for the boys side. I think maybe so as I think they would have been in contention too as well. But you know, keep an eye on them a couple. Like I said, once they get you know they're gonna take their lumps, but hey. I think next year they'll be in really good contention to get that final, you know, one of the those two, uh, the the three or four spot, and then who's to say they don't contend for that district title in year three? And because like I said, they should have a senior laden uh, uh, team by the, by that time for except for both the boys and the girls. So you know, don't sleep on them in the next few years. Any. You know, so we went through the, the, the teams and, you know, kind of how the standings are going to look. Any big coaching changes, player movements, anything that, that you've heard of uh, along those lines? I know for me, I, I know Stevens lost, uh, you know, their head coach on the boys. Uh, she went over to Smithson Valley, I believe, mm-hmm. um, her alma mater. So, you know, 
you got you know, I wish her luck, at, you know, in regards to that. I know AJ was a little bit sad because he really, you know, you know, she was already making a mark here at Stevens. So to me, that's the big move, at least, you know, that I'm aware of. Uh, any other big moves, uh, you know, coaching-wise here in San Antonio that, that stand out to you? I think Coach uh, kind of made mention about O'Connor. They're going to have a first-year coach, but he's gonna they're going to have a lot of talent for that girls' team. So it, it should be, you know, it shouldn't be a problem, you know, coaching, getting coaching up that team, getting them prepared. Um, the surprise one was like Dovernia, you know, losing their coach. I, th- mm-hmm. I think that I on think that hurts side. on the boys' side. I think that really hurts them because I, I had high hopes for them this coming year, you know, because they're returning a lot of a lot of underclassmen, a lot of like I said, a lot of junior, you know, mostly it was all sophomores. So they're going to be juniors this year, and like I said, Coach Carrasco had a really good coaching pedigree as well. So we'll see how, like I said, we'll see how they do. I, I think they'll still they'll, they'll still make the playoffs, but I think losing him is, I think it's like I said, it's a big loss because he had so much knowledge, and and guidance for that team because he really you know really turned that program around you know and took it under you know under his wing to to develop it. So uh, as far as other coaches, I'm not too not sure around, but like I said, I know I know Coach kind of mentioned about some other schools having some first year coaches. So. But, you know, coaching does come, Matt, as far as experience and so that, that's going to come down a lot, especially in the playoffs, you know, making the right decisions and so forth. And that's going to be key coming in into this season. Any final thoughts that you got? Uh, we still managed to go 90 minutes almost. Amazing. <laughs> High school preview show. Uh, yeah, no bracketology. We got <laughs> we, we got to get this down to 60 minutes or less here, but uh, – any final thoughts that you got? Like I said, I'm just looking forward to getting out. Uh, the weather will be cold, so that's how you know it's, uh, it's soccer season here in San Antonio for high schools because it gets cold and windy and uh, nasty outside. So make sure you got you know bundled up uh, for that here. I know for me it, it's a little bit exciting because you know with AJ playing uh, with the mm-hmm. Stevens JV team, so a little bit you know, excited to get the uh, high school uh, environment you know a, as a dad, but. Uh, as somebody that's been through it as a coach and, and you know, kept an eye on it, you know, uh, through clubs and stuff like that, you know, just your thoughts on, on what a new season, you know, means for, you know, for the kids, coaches, and, and even, you know, the club teams. I think going into, like, I remember when I was, you know, my coach in high school, you know, each new season brought new, uh, new goals, you know, new goals and, and new, um, you know, new, expe- you know, you know, how can we top what we did the last season? You know, and that's and that's and that's the focus that you need to have, you know, kind of the focus and and the goals you want to have. How, what can we do to top us what we did the year before? And especially like a lot of the under underclassmen, like the, the juniors from last year who are now the seniors. They're now that now they're the leadership of the teams. You know, it's their t- team. They're you know, they're the underclassmen look up to them and stuff. So they have those leadership roles, you know, how are they, you know, how are they gonna? Can they step into those roles? You know, you know, to lead your team, especially maybe if you have a few seniors and you have a lot of underclassmen. So, um, and then also playing in district. You know, the district games. You know, you know, how, you know, what do we need to do to get into the playoffs or, you know, win that district title? And then, and then when you get to the playoffs, like I said, it's look at the draw. Who's who's the hot team? You know, and 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 that'll determine hopefully, you know, who gets to gets to Georgetown 
in, in April. And I think this year, like I say, yeah, the year before we had a team won it, win it all, you know, in the 6A level for the boys. Austin took it away. Hopefully this year we take it away right back. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, we, if SA can can take one away from from Austin FC, we can hopefully we can take it away too. And that's like I said, that's now become especially for six A boys and girls. That's become the rivalry now, Austin versus San Antonio. And before that, it used to be a, a San Antonio versus the Valley. And the Valley, I know, it's kind of taken a hit. You know, a lot, as far as you the say 6A, that, but but as far as the six A level, but five A level. Okay. Like I said, you have you have good great teams like Lopez and Porter. Inventors Memorial, they've they've been like I said, they make deep runs, Valley View. Um, but for six A, like I said, they've kind of taken the drop a bit. And you know, it's it's been it's been the Austin San Antonio show for for the regional finals and so forth. Uh, which I think this year it might be in, in the valley this year for the six A. I'm not too sure. I gotta double check this on the on there. Um five A, like I said, you know, with with Smithson Valley boys and girls moving down, it, it's it's gonna you know, I think they're going to, and what they did last year, I think they're going to do some damage. And, you know, depending who they run into. So, 4A Region 4 is uh, Corpus Christi, Commandant Soccer Field, uh, Regional for 5A, Brownsville, uh, mm-hmm. Region 4, and 6A up here, Colander. Colander, okay. Yeah. So they have it at Toyota, but <laughs> oh, that's a whole, whole different thing here. One question, you know, one thing that you mentioned that the valley's kind of dipped, and I think we hit, we hinted on this during the uh, bracketology episode. The idea schools pulled, you know, in, in kind of talking with Jacob uh, from down in the valley, the idea schools started to pull the the. Maybe not the star players, but the depth and, and depth, you know, as we know, is kind of important as, as, as players are cycling in and out uh, for that here. So it'll be interesting because you're starting to see a lot, lot more of those idea type schools here in San Antonio as well to see if that starts to play. You know, I doubt it changes anything this year, but that'll be something to look out for, you know, the next uh, realignment. See if they add yeah. soccer teams like I know, like down there. Like as you mentioned, it's, it's taken death from a lot of te- like, especially like I'll give you an example like Rivera and and Hannah, two powerhouses down there as far as and they you know, like I said Rivera's won a state title, uh, but I think that I think those schools have really kind of taken a hit because of the, the idea and Jubilee, and then even like Lopez and Porter, which you know Porter had a good run last year too. Lopez, like I said, that little disappointing season, uh, and then Vanders Moro, they've been consistent mm-hmm. too. But I think. The more of those schools are pulling out, taking away the talent. Now, a lot has to do, I think, do is, is playing time, you know, mm-hmm. being able to start. Because you know, a lot of those kids don't want to don't want to be on the bench. Hey, let me go to because they have the choice. They can go to those schools, you know, because it's a charter public charter school. Say, hey, you know what? If I go here, I'm going to be a starter here. You know, so I think that's what's hurt kind of the soccer down there a little bit. Um, who's to say it does the same thing here in San Antonio? If the if idea schools here start to have UIL sports. Especially with the soccer side, are they going to start pulling some of that talent or that depth? Well, you're saying get... more of like this. Uh, what science and technology? I think those mm-hmm. are. I think they're kind of along those same lines. There, the fields they're building are more soccer fieldish compared to footballish, and I think part of it is you only need what twenty some kids, eleven players, <laughs> like at least fifteen, at least. You know, fifteen. You know, fifteen to twenty players as opposed to 
you know, 30, 40 kids 40, you know, for football you know, for, for a thin. Well, Rafa, like I said, I think we covered it all. Um, we're going to try to go out to Antonian and um, uh, St. Pius X, uh, St. Pius X uh, tomorrow here. Yeah, I still got to work it out on my schedule. Um, but it's coming. Uh, what probably well, four, three weeks away, really four weeks away mm-hmm. from from it really kicking off. That you know, the third, I know, the December thirtieth, uh, I think, is when uh, you'll start seeing action uh, between kids. And and I know there are scrimmages that are going on between now and then. Uh, you know, practices. Uh, AJ's got to be there at six thirty in the morning. So I won't lie to you; that's not fun. But. <laughs> <laughs> is he hitting the weights and all? <laughs> I don't know if he's hitting the weights. Um, he does have eighth period soccer, and I think for him, what they're what, what I think the biggest thing for there is they're working on his conditioning. Um, yeah. Which that's I hate to say that's always been kind of his bugaboo is. Because he's a stocky kid, he you know he's a strong kid, so it's not a matter of you know he's getting pushed around, but it's his uh, endurance. And uh, I won't lie to you, you know, the first part of camp and tryouts and, and stuff, he's like, man, all they do is run us, you know, two and a half miles. I'm like, yeah, you're <laughs> this is that's what you do. <laughs> so, but uh, it'll be. Well, I would do something a little different. Goes. I probably would do something different as far as training, but I'll say that for another time. But I, I do, I can tell you like what, well, especially like watching last night's episode of 50, like with that, the cattle mills coaches listening to them, you know, the club soccer and the high school soccer, mm-hmm. you know, there is a big difference. Uh, I think the, the coaches made a good point that, you know, the, with the club soccer, it's, it's more, I'm going to say finesse, but it's more technique wise because they focus a lot on technique. Like as I was club pitch, we work, focus on, focus a lot on technique, but when it comes to, high school side it's a more physical game and and, and that stuff's thrown some soccer you know some club soccer players off hey you don't see that physical tal- uh, physical uh, depending on teams who you play with i yeah. have seen in the we've soccer, seen some but, physical play <laughs> physical play but here in high school you'll have more of that physical play too more more there's a little more physical there too as well but then also you're also playing for your eyes for pride yeah. for your school pride too as well so uh, and i think uh, that matters that, that's mm-hmm. To me, you know, because we had the discussion with AJ if he wanted to play or not. And I was like, you know, I didn't play club soccer. I wrestled and played football in, you know, an area I grew up. We didn't have club sports back in in the 80s and 90s uh, for here. But to me, playing for the high school, you know, especially with the friends and teammates that, you know, that you go from freshman all the way up to graduation to high school, um, those turn out to be lifelong friends. You know, I've still got mm-hmm. a couple of friends that, that I hang from, you know, I don't hang out with them, but, you know, I'll talk to them on Facebook or Twitter, ever, you know, ever blue moon and see how they're and their families going through. And, and some, when we go back for the reunions, you know, reminisce about the good old days, obviously. And, uh, but uh, through there, but Rafa, we keep uh, talking this on. I'm going to cut <laughs> us off here because <laughs> I'm sure we could talk for another half hour uh, for that here. But, uh, uh, let's end this and then let's say here, uh, probably do a show two weeks. Well, we're, we'll, we'll, we'll work on doing the show cause next, the, after that's, uh, well, Christmas isn't until the uh, following Sunday. So it'd be right before, depending on, you know, holiday mm-hmm. schedules and then the next week's Christmas and, and new year. So, um, we'll see if we can fit a show in. I'm not sure exactly when, uh, for that here. Uh, you're not wrong there, uh, 
players cry when they take off that that high school jersey for the last time. I I still remember when I lost my last high school wrestling match at the state tournament. So not wrong there, Coach Cano. Um, Rafa, we'll you know we won't commit to a, a another schedule before the end of the year. Just you know uh, for that here, but uh, um, hopefully we can squeeze in one more before the season starts. Uh, for that here, maybe we'll have a power fifteen. Who knows? No, we'll no power fifteen. You're against that. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll see. <laughs> or not, we'll wait till the, for the beginning of the year. I believe somebody else starts. caught a lot of grief uh, for the last two years about you know having. Uh, hey. What what matters is holding the trophy, like like the you see right here. That's what that's what matters right here. Who wears who wears the patch uh. at, at the end of the season? Um, but I just to, fin to finish off, like I said, coach. If any coaches are out out there, you know, mm -hmm. say hey, send us where you're playing for your scrimmages, schedule wise. You know, let us know. Where, you know, we're playing. So like I said, if you want us to live stream your games, contact us. We love to come out, check your programs out, and if you want to come out on the show, like I said, we love to have you. Want to hear your stories? You know your programs because Erica said every story is interesting, and we and we want to share that here here in San Antonio, like what's you know the different soccer programs here in our town. So, but what's life without goals? We're out of here. Hope everybody has a great uh, holiday season, Christmas, uh, and all that great stuff here, and uh, we'll see you soon. <laughs>